to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where you take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. It's Christmas Eve, gonna relax, turn down all of my invites, apart from the invitation from our patrons to go track by track through this album, because on the turntable this week, we've got Don't Waste Your Wishes by The Killers. It's an invitation, it's, it's an expectation, it's a illumination. Uh, this is our first of two Christmas special episodes this year, and they couldn't be more different. No, and I'm going to be really honest, Will, this was in a vote with Gwen Stefani, Leona Lewis and Kelly Clarkson, and I thought this would come in a very respectable fourth place, and it won by a country mile. Were you shocked by that? Uh, I was, because there were some other big contenders. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get to talk about the others in due course, because they are fantastic Christmas albums, and hopefully, Will, we've got a few more Christmases in us yet. Uh, What do you mean, in general, or on the podcast? Well, I meant in the podcast, but actually, shall we address the elephant in the room? There is a little illness going around the world at the minute, and it has affected our recording plans for these episodes. Yes, unfortunately, I've had to retreat back to my Christmas lodge uh, and we can't record in person at the moment. Uh, And so if I sound a little different, it's because I don't have my professional kit uh, with me. Uh, It's still uh, in London. Uh, I don't think, I think it's it's not up yours, is it? It's, um, sorry, I didn't mean to, no offence there. It's not, it's it's somewhere, but it's not here at the moment. (laughs) So yeah, you're sounding a little bit rustic, but we could call it, Vintage, I suppose. We could say we wanted to recreate a old-fashioned Christmas. A fireside chat. Hmm. Oh, lovely. We should do that sometime. So, Will, it's Christmas Eve. Are you ready? It is Christmas is Eve. It is Christmas Eve. If you're listening at time of recording, it is Christmas Eve. And uh, it's, now, it's now, now or never there now, isn't it? Are you getting your Nadine Coyle impression ready for tomorrow? Is that what that was? Oh, have you said too much? I've no, I've not said it enough. I don't think uh, we can tell our patrons actually that our Christmas Day episode, which is going to be available across all our favourite podcasting platforms uh, and all of our non-favourite podcasting platforms, is going to be uh, the Girls Aloud Chemistry Christmas Bonus Disc, featuring a collection of original Christmas songs and new treatments of some Christmas favourites. Yeah, really looking forward to that one, and what a contrast to today's episode as well. Exactly, and that's what we're here for on Track by Track. And it's a welcome return to talking about the killers as well today. Yeah, we haven't spoken about them since our... It was within the first 10 episodes we did Day and Age, and we haven't done an album of theirs since. And Will, I don't know about you, but a few other people that I've spoken to about these killers' Christmas songs, because... As we'll find out, I'm a huge fan of this collection. A lot of people still don't know that Killers released a Christmas song every year for 11 years. Is it something you were, you were aware of during that time? No, and to be honest, up until uh, you told me about it, I wasn't aware and I didn't care. So, uh, double whammy. <laughs> well, let's hope that in about 40 minutes time, you do care a little more about these tracks. Or I... But, <laughs> no promises. Oh, I've lost the will to live completely on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, what a time to get. Just like Jesus. Oh, that was Easter, wasn't it? And it wasn't, he didn't yeah. choose. Uh, anyway. No. Too religious. Choice. Too religious. Uh, so the Killers, the Killers, let's mention the Killers. Uh, American uh, rock band, pop band, synth pop band from Las Vegas. Brandon Flowers, lead singer. Dave, who else is in the band? Sorry, Dan, who else is in the band? Dave is one of the people. <laughs> uh, you've also got Mark Stormer and Ronnie Vancuni Jr. It's a weird one with the Killers, isn't it? We might have mentioned it on during Day and Age, but a couple of the members have kind of not been with them, either in the studio or on tour for the last few years. But they are still very much members of the band. So and they would easy actually. Uh, uh, what? Well, it's like me saying I'm still I'm still a member of Track by Track, but not joining you for any recording over the next year. But no, I'm still I'm still part of Track by Track. No, I'd have had you scrubbed scrubbed off everything. I'd have even gone back through and re-edited all the old episodes. It was just me talking, (laughs) no matter how long it took. That is quite a commitment to being quite narky, and 
I'm not at all surprised by that, actually. I do like to be pedantic, particularly at Christmas. Oh. Uh, so the Killers have had a long and illustrious career. They're still going from when they kicked off in 2001. Dan, where did this album fall when it was fully released? Where did it fall in their chronology? So this album technically is a compilation of the tracks they released over 11 years. So the album came in 2016 after Direct Hits, their first Greatest Hits album, and before Wonderful Wonderful, which, uh, of course, we've spoken about slightly during the day and age episode because it features Stuart Price production. So, yeah, the, the singles themselves were released every year for 11 years and then collected on that last year in 2016. Five years ago, Will. Oh, thank you. Uh, could have saved us all a bit of time there. Valuable <laughs> drinking time on Christmas Eve, but there we go. So You've got Baileys there, I can see. Are you just... Uh, no, it was we had some Bailey's pouring cream that I just needed finishing off. So um, I thought I was, oh. might, might, might as well just pour it into a glass. Friends fear he's drinking Bailey's pouring cream again. <laughs> let's get... Vanessa Feltz. Uh, yes, Vanessa Feltz. Say Christmas. So let's get stuck into this album. Compilation album, if you will. Uh, and I know we're going to have a Christmas treat. So side one, track one then. This is a great big play. So a great big sled there all the way back from 2006, 15 years ago, if you can believe. This track probably was meant to be a one-off single and the proceeds for this were going to Bono's Red campaign, the charity that raises money for AIDS research. So it's for a great cause, but I just think it's a great unknown, as a lot of these are, and unheard Christmas track. And you've got all the elements that you'd want in a Christmas track there. You've got the chimes. You've got the references to toys and snow. You've got that gliding chorus that you can sing along to. What do you think, Will? I think it is the, the best way to kick off this album, although chronologically it's first anyway, but it's also a great smash-up of The Killers' classic sound from way back then with All Things Christmas. Because you're right, you've got, you've got the sleigh bells, you've got the sparkles, you've got the twinkles... Uh, you've got the Christmas references in there. I mean, you know, a great big sled doesn't get, or sleigh doesn't get much bigger, does it, in terms of Christmas as well. So although we're going to go into some interesting, or down some in- interesting Christmas avenues, uh, this is something that's very much them, at, for me, at their best, because it's so synth-rocky. It's what I loved about The Killers. Exactly, yeah. And this was co-produced by Alan Mulder, who worked on Samstown and Hot Fuss and has worked with the likes of Arctic Monkeys and U2 and White Lies and so many more. Um, love what he's bringing to this. It's, it's very much is the killer's sound, the early killer's sound. And in terms of the band's chronology, this single appeared between Bones and Read My Mind from Samstown. Can you read my mind? Pet Shop Boys remix is very good of that. Yes, Mm. which we spoke about on the Pet Shop Boys episode. The Pet Shop Boys further listening episode, I should say. Uh, Available on Patreon. You've probably already listened to it. Now, Will, I thought I'm not going to... These were all singles. They all charted in some capacity. But rather than me reading through the top 40 of every single year, I thought I'd like to take you on a trip down memory lane and just have a look at what else was happening around that festive period each year. So this was released. Aww, oh, lovely, lovely. lovely treat, yeah. Yeah, I've re- been really looking forward to sharing this with you, actually. Uh, so the Christmas number one this year in 2006 was Leona Lewis with A Moment Like This. The most watched TV programme in the UK of that Christmas was The Vicar of Dibley. Don't ask me which one. I, oh, I what, was what year was it again? One, wasn't it? What year was it? 2006. Oh, that would have been the one where she got married. Yeah, and it was lovely, wasn't it, actually? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the number one Christmas toy that year, Will, 
whilst the Xbox 360. Oh, blimey. Is the Xbox has been around that long? Yeah. Did you get Did you get an Xbox 360 that year, Will? No, 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 no. And better things other pe- I wanted other people to spend their money on for me. Oh, can you even think what you would have got in two thousand six? Oh, I, I was just—I knew you were going to ask me that. I—I I don't, I don't know. It's been a lot of Christmases. Ah, so if you are listening to this and you have bought Will a Christmas present over the last fifteen years, ungrateful. He's ungrateful. <laughs> Shouldn't have bothered. <laughs> Always prefer the equivalent in cash, actually. Uh, also, Will featuring on this one is Tony Halliday, uh, the lead vocalist of Curve, who has also worked with the likes of Robert Plant and Orbital. Oh, I thought it was Spando Ballet. Oh, you're thinking of Tony Hadley Lovey. <laughs> Tony Hadley Lovey. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Double barreled. <laughs> <laughs> right, track two now. Uh, and this is uh, something neither of us have ever said. Don't shoot me, Santa. Well, the party's over, kid. Because I, because I got a bullet in my gun. A bullet in your what? So Don't Shoot Me Santa there, which really is a song of two different portions. And uh, the first time I listened to this song, which Dan, I'm not ashamed to say, wasn't too long ago, I'd almost written it off until 45 seconds in. And then, bang. That chorus. That shot of being shot by Santa Claus. Uh, No, it it really goes off at the chorus, thank goodness. For me, anyway, because it's a bit more unplugged at the start and a bit more croonery at the start as well uh and i really do really do enjoy it do you enjoy it yeah i enjoy it for the same reasons you do i think uh certainly i think the first time i heard it kind of then getting this idea that okay maybe we're going to get a christmas song every year i do remember thinking I'm mm, not too sure about this kind of whole comedic thing because the last Christmas song was actually really good. It's still not one of my favourites because there are some to come that are our favourite all-time Christmas songs of mine and are really heartfelt and emotional and kind of play on what's great about big Christmas tracks. But I think, you know, this is a song where we really can use the phrase, what a fun song. It is a fun song, and it did make me think, Dan, have you ever dressed up as Father Christmas? I've certainly wore a Santa hat or two in my time, but I don't think I've done the full The regalia. full Monty, no. Mm. And have The full Monty dressed as Santa, that doesn't seem quite right somehow. I'm sure it happens in the pubs and clubs of the north of England. Oh, Darren will be booked up, won't he? All those... he'll, be, he'll be booked up. Good for him, actually. Working he's, men's clubs. Yeah, he, he struggled after appearing on our episode, didn't he, earlier on in the year? Struggled to get work, which, yeah. you know, we hoped for the opposite. We hoped to be good promotion, but... Shine a spotlight on him. Mm. Well, you said something about... I misheard you. I thought you said hold a, a flashlight to him. <laughs> <laughs> and so happening at Christmas in 2007, well, Christmas number one in the UK, Leon Jackson with When You Believe. Of course, there's going to be a few X Factor winners over these next few years. EastEnders was the most watched thing on TV. And the Nintendo Wii was the number one Christmas gift to have. Did you have a Wii at Christmas? I did have a Wii at Christmas, uh, but I uh, I played on a Wii at Christmas, but I'd already bought myself one. Oh, you, oh okay. Treated yourself. I was, I was earning. That's fine. I was earning. That's, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Also should mention on this song, so this one appeared just before the Day and Age album. Uh, a year before, I should say, but Stuart Price was one of the producers of this one, along with Alan Mulder, along with Flood, who, of course, we've talked about on a U2 episode. Uh, track number three now. And Dan, this is what you said when you turned up in Bethlehem uh, on the uh, on a cold and wintry night on the 24th of December, and you were looking for somewhere to stay. Uh, and the innkeeper said, I'm sorry, uh, we haven't got any room, but if you want to find a corner... There's a rather noisy couple in in the barn over there that are, uh, uh, I think she's gone into labour. But if you want to take your chances on a bale of hay in the corner there, uh, you went in, popped your head round the door, 
saw uh, Mary crowning uh, and Joseph uh, passed out. And you just said, Joseph, better you than me. And you climbed to the top of the mountain, looking down on the city where you So, Dan, I've just got three things to say to you. Mm-hmm. The Killers, Elton John, yeah. mm-hmm. Neil Tennant. Wow. Can I add in a fourth thing? Yes. Stuart Price. Oh, is Johnny Marr involved at all? No, probably not. Probably they've, secretly. They've got their own guitar. Get they won't. <laughs> uh, this is a super group, a super a Christmas selection box of like megastars involved in this track and it is a rock a rock i was saying rock ballad a rock banger i don't know what it is but i'm glad they did it yeah definitely like rock ballad and also very dramatic as well isn't it i think those three voices together make it dramatic anyway because it's almost these three different narrators of the story of course the the theme of it is all about Saint Joseph, the adoptive father of Jesus Christ himself. Um, And kind of like, you know, we hear about Jesus, we hear about Mary, but what about Joseph? So that, and then the production, which Stuart Price makes it, you know, again, dramatic, theatrical, bombastic, if you like. This is one of my favourite Christmas songs of all time. I play this one a lot towards the end of the year. And what makes it one of your favourites? Is it the the personnel involved or what they've all done together? Yeah, I definitely think that plays a big part. I think it would be really weird if there was a Christmas song with those four parties involved and I didn't like it. it. Would be Something would be off there. And I have to admit, the first time I heard it, at this point I was getting really excited for the annual Christmas Killers song. The first time I heard it, I think knowing everyone that was involved, I was expecting something very different but quickly realised, actually, no, this is the exact right thing to do. What was happening during this year, Dan? So 2008, Christmas number one, X Factor again, Alexandra Burke with Hallelujah. Number one on TV that year, Wallace and Gromit with A Matter of Loaf and Death. Did you watch that Christmas Day 2008? Love that one. It's one of my favourites. Love a bit of of Wallace and Gromit at Christmas. And it was the first brand new one for a while as well, wasn't it? Mm. It was incredible. Loved that. And the number one toy will... Oh, you, you actually, you definitely would have had this when you've talked about it before. In the Night Garden, Eagle Piggle. I did have an Eagle Piggle, and I was probably too old uh, back in this time, but uh, who cares? I'm sure you still like to play with the Eagle Piggle now and again, don't you? Let's <laughs> listen the Eagle, thank you very much. <laughs> and then in terms of the killer's chronology this one came between spaceman and the world we live in so they were very much in day and age territory track number four then and this is happy birthday guadalupe So that was Happy Birthday Guadalupe, uh, which is another massive collaboration between The Killers Wildlife and Mariachi El Bronx. What a fun and different song with a very anthemic chorus to it as well. Like What I love about these all of these songs is you just don't know what you're going to get, do you? Yeah, I think it really gave The Killers license to experiment with so many different genres and you know, if they did it with other songs, it might mean that they've got to do a whole album that goes in that direction. But here, you know, this came 2009 to, after the day and age era had finished and before a good few years before the next album. So they were just playing in the studio, I think. And I'm glad they were because, yeah, this whole mariachi, 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 yeah. mariachi sound 
Yeah, all right, mariachi love. <laughs> is it a mariachi cherry that you have in your cocktail? Is that right? <laughs> I hope you're joking. Uh, maybe. Along with, of course, Wildlife and Mariachi El Bronx. Yeah, it's just such a fun sound. And Stuart Price produced, I see. And also Luke Perry was in the video, if you're a fan of him. Teen Heartthrob. Are you going to say it, Will? Is he... Uh, he was a he was a uh, popular actor back in the nineties. Oh, okay, I won't. I won't poke you. Any Don't more. push me any further. Okay, I won't. Sorry, I didn't mean. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean that to come across as. But it did. And Guadalupe. This is uh, the Guadalupe pilgrimage. It's something that takes place in Mexico every December. A um, a religious festival there. Elsewhere. That Christmas will in 2009. It's not an X Factor winner. Oh, all. that's the good news. That's the good news. And the bad news is it's Rage Against the Machine with Killing in the Name. Oh, it was that I year. I hate that song. It was that year. The number one thing on TV was EastEnders. And oh, God, bloody hell. This is a toy that I had, actually, not you. The high school musical dance mat. Uh, do you know what, Dan? I'm enjoying these little insights into the uh, into the pop culture at the time, uh, almost as much as the music. But don't say more, Dan. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Right. I didn't do anything. Uh, uh, track number five now. And of course, uh, at some point during the Killers' Christmas releases, they had to pay homage to their favourite place for Christmas gift buying. Oh. Boots. Boots there, and of course, not about the home of three for two mix and match, cheapest item free. And do you get most of your presents from there? You, yeah, well, I'm, I know you do because I always end up with a Lynx Africa gift set. Uh, I've already, yeah, got them all this year from there. And actually, I've got you a Lynx Java this year because it's come back again. Revival. I, I specifically requested the Marmite one because I haven't smelt it yet. Oh, no, don't. No. You'd be, you'd be. It's not a proper mind, sorry. You'd be just as well getting a jar and a knife and buttering yourself up underneath your arms. Oh, maybe I'll do that then. If that's your tip from the top. Yeah. Oh, Christmas tips from Will on track by track. And you'll probably spend most of Boxing Day trying to uh, ease it all off in the shower. No change there. No. <laughs> this bloody shower tray will be full of that brown liquid. Brown muck. No change there, then. <laughs> now, I have to say, Will, this is my favourite song on the album. It's also one of my favourite killer songs ever. It's also one of my favourite Christmas songs ever. Oh, bloody hell, Dan. Holy Trinity. Yeah. I just think with this one, and interestingly, time-wise, the killers weren't up to much. So the, the their previous single was Happy Birthday, Guadalupe. Their next single was the next Christmas one. So... I feel like perhaps they, because they weren't working on anything else killers, uh, either side for a good year or so, they could really put all of their focus and attention on, on this Christmas song. Once again, working with Stuart Price, also working with Joe Ciccarelli, who's worked with the likes of Morrissey and My Morning Jacket. And it's just, I think, lyrically. Christmas lyrically. <laughs> it's beautiful and Brandon sings about his mother in the kitchen, his father sat down watching It's a Wonderful Life and cinnamon candles. And as, it should, as it should be. At Christmas. As it should be, actually, yeah. Ticks all the boxes for a traditional family Christmas. But then the music as well, stunning, sweeping, festive with the bells. And then you've even got that spoken word from It's a Wonderful Life, one of the best Christmas films of all time. So for me, this is just an absolute festive masterpiece. Wow, I mean, I like it. I think it's great, but Dan, you really love it. And Will, we don't do artwork for singles. 
normally. But... But this one is really interesting. I'd love to get your take on this one because it's a very rare thing in the Killers singles canon. Well, it's a snow globe with a pair of boots in, so it's a very literal cover. Uh, but I think it's a reference to Citizen Kane. Correct. Which I've never seen. Have you seen that? I haven't, no. But also what's incredible about this one is that it's the, as far as I know, certainly at the time, the only Killers single to not feature the iconic Killers logo. Oh, I like the logo on this. It's, it looks like the new Steps logo. <laughs> well, I think that's what Steps were going for, actually. <laughs> I think it really, really works. Dan, give us a rundown. So just to get you back into the 2010 festive spirit, Christmas number one that year, X Factor were back there again. Matt Cardle with When We Collide. The number one viewing figures were EastEnders again. And actually, because it was EastEnders last time, and spoiler, it might be EastEnders a few more times, just to run your memory back to that year, that was the infamous Baby Swap storyline. That was the ridiculous Baby Swap storyline. You know, festive fun, as always, in EastEnders. This is going to be our best Christmas yet. And it wasn't. And the number one Christmas toy that year, Will, was the Go-Go Zuzu Hamsters. Shrug. Not a, Adam Partridge yeah, not shrug. Yeah. yeah. Must have stopped buying prezzies at that time for the kids. Good. Next up, Dan, a track six. And this is some, somewhere I think we should get ourselves down to. The Cowboys Christmas Ball. Maybe, actually, one year. We haven't spent a Christmas together yet. I'm sure it's going to happen one day, Will, as, as our friendship gets closer and closer. Um, There's nothing going on. As, as a platonic friendship. But lovely to spend Christmas together one year. Maybe we should do it in the Wild West. Yeah, and we'll have a load of dirty, sweaty cowboys getting down on the dance floor uh, with us. Only dirty because they've been mucking out Mabel and... Uh, Black Bess or whoever they whoever they got in the in the paddock, in the stables. This is my favorite. Um, this is my favorite one on the album. Sorry, I should get that out there. Really? Yeah. Just because it's a well, real a belter. Real... It's a belter. Is it? It's all. It's very killers. You can tell it's killers, but it's also such a yeah, such a country tune. But it also feels well. You saying that feels like a real two fingers up to the killers because it's one of the very few that they actually didn't write because the lyrics were based on a poem yes but they've really made it their own haven't they yes they have louis walsh <laughs> uh and it's and i love the single artwork on this as well because it's very it is totally wild west and the killers logo is back oh thank goodness but the cowboy christmas ball text uh, font if you like very cowboy very Western. Will, yeah. are you a fan of Western films? And especially, feels like BBC Two or Channel Four is going to chuck them on in the daytime over Christmas. Did you like a Western? Yes, my favourite one. There's those two men that went up the hill to look after all the cattle and then ended up spitting on their hands and grunting in a tent. That was absolutely lovely. Uh, I don't know. If, was that a Western? I love the film Maverick with Mel Gibson. If you remember that one from the early 90s. It always just seemed to be on a, a channel all the time, but it's such a fun frolic. A fun romp. And taking you back a decade, Will, to Christmas 2011, number one was Military Wives with Gareth Malone and Wherever You Are. The top watch show was once again EastEnders, this time the fun and festivities of the great fire at the Masood's place. And the number one toy that year was the LeapFrog LeapPad Explore tablet, or... The electronic test tube must have been a double whammy that year. Oh. Maybe they came together. 
I don't know either of those, uh, so you'll have to educate me later. Yeah, I'll take you on a little trip to Toys R as well. There's a magical place. It's closed. <laughs> Bankrupt. Happy Christmas. Track number seven then. Poor Jeffrey. I feel it in my bones. So I feel it in my bones there featuring Ryan Pardy once again from way back in 2012. Now, Will, we didn't really talk much about Ryan Pardy when we spoke about Don't Shoot Me Santa earlier. This is, of course, the second track with The Killers, the second Christmas track with The Killers, and it's the second in a trilogy. So we've got one more to come. He is playing the role of Santa and Ryan Pardy, if you didn't know, just off the top of my head, he's a musician, he's a singer. He's a songwriter, he's a promoter, he's a tour manager, he's an actor, he's a left-handed guitar player, and he's a DJ from Las Vegas. Oh, only in Las Vegas. And he started out uh, getting to know the Killers because he was their assistant. Oh, like Debbie McGee. <laughs> yes. Or Carol Vorderman. <laughs> or Billy Piper. Or, uh, Billy Piper? Oh, oh Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Sorry, yeah. But Will... I feel it in my bones. What about this song? This is, I mean, it's huge. It reminds me a lot of, uh, well, kind of Bon Jovi, kind of like an American, classic American driving track from the great American songbook, uh, whatever that is. Uh, (laughs) But there's some wonderful synthy flourishes and synth sounds in there as well that just remind you, you're listening to The Killers. Track by track. Oh, sorry, The Killers. Yes. (laughs) And then in the Killers chronology, this came between Miss Atomic Bomb and Here With Me. So they were very much in their battle born area. And I feel like more than some of the other tracks, actually, this fits in with that rockier, but still Cynthia sound, but darker than Hot Fuss, for example. It's really, I mean, when this song started well, and it's quite driving and it's quite rocky, mm. but it's quite melodic. You're making some very interesting noises. It was, because it was kind of a bit like, ooh, ah, it was very smooth, it was really slick, mm. it was really like like drinking a pint of Guinness, although I hate it, but uh, that's what I'd imagine it would be like. <laughs> that's exactly what it's like, Will, you should try it. If you like, I feel it in my bones. If you like feeling it in your bones, you might like a pint of Guinness. Oh, Dan, I can't, it goes straight through me. Sorry again, mentioning toilet doingses, but uh, it's track by track, well. so that's what you get. <laughs> Now, in 2012, Will, it's another charity track at the Christmas number one spot. It's the Justice Collective with He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. I played that a lot when that came out because there's so many amazing voices in there. In fact, I was watching every Christmas number one ever on one of the music channels the other day. And it's got Melanie C, it's got Holly Johnson, it's got Reverend of the Makers. Everyone's on there. Uh, The number one thing on TV, Will, can you guess? EastEnders. And in 2012, in EastEnders, it was where Max Branning was going to uh, remarry Tanya, but he bought his secret wife back to Walford. Secret More fun and games wife? for Max. Yeah. Go back, check it out. And the must-have Christmas present of 2012, Will, the Skylanders Giants, whatever the hell they are, but also, and I do know this one, a Nerf gun. Bloody oh, loved a Nerf gun. Nerf gun. I remember Nerf. Nerf was around a long time ago. Mm. I imagine you used to love getting shot in the face. Right, track number eight now. This is Christmas in LA. Oh, 
so Christmas in LA there, and what a great time to talk about the fantastic Christmas album artwork. Sorry. No, no, you're fine, you're fine. I was waiting for you to jump in with shock horror there, but the album artwork is, oh, it's so, so lovely. You've got a desert at night with stars shining bright and a little string of Christmas lights in a tree, uh, in a frame with the killers uh, as the plaque at the bottom, which is the killers, don't waste your kisses. Uh, Wishes. Wishes. (laughs) Kisses and wishes. Oh, oh it sounds like a lovely name for like a podcast. Pet Boys song. <laughs> yeah. I like it because um, I think, first of all, I like that it's framed. And second of all, I like that it could be the desert outside Las Vegas, where, of course, the exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. The desert yeah. of that great, great story, Indiana Jones, <laughs> always shown at Christmas. Or the mummy. Oh, yeah. Or daddy. Dan, obviously, it's too slow for me, but I know you really enjoy this track. Yeah, I do really like this one. So this features Doors, not The Doors, uh, a band that we haven't spoken about on Track by Track yet. But what I like about it, I mean, I do get that the first half is much slower, much more acoustic, much more stripped back. But I like that as it gets going, it builds and builds and builds until you've got this kind of choral section. You've got the... Uh, white Christmas lyrics worked in towards the end. Uh, so yeah, this has actually become one of my favourites on the album. But I do seem to think when I first heard it, you know, it took a while for it to get to me. But the most important thing, come on, Dan, come on, I'm waiting for it. So 2013, X Factor were back at number one. Sam Bailey with Skyscraper. Uh, it's not EastEnders at the top of the TV viewing figures. It's your favourite Mrs. Brown's Boy's Christmas Special. Oh, no, here we go. Mrs. Brown has entered the ring. Uh, <laughs> and I wouldn't want to take her on, actually. Absolutely not. Uh, do you know what Sam Bailey's favourite drink at Christmas is? A cream liqueur? Di Serrano. Oh, <laughs> and Coke. No, I bet she likes uh, Guinness, actually. She probably, I could imagine her necking Guinness down the pub on Christmas Eve with all of her mates and, yeah. having, and having a big bust up with someone outside afterwards. Well, she was a prison warden, wasn't she? Yeah. So she'd have put them to rights. Good for her, actually. She earned that Guinness. Mm. Mm. Iron. Uh, and the number one must-have Christmas toy that year, Will, the Furby boom. The Furby was back. Furby's back. Furby Everything first comes time from... round? Uh, no, but I remember I used to have a Boglin. Do you remember those? I do, yes. Love Boglin, those. Not Goblin. No, they were Boglins. Did you have a Werebear as well? No. Care Bear? No comment. Number nine now, and this is Joel. The Lump of Coal. His jolly laugh. Oh, oh, you stupid lump. You're just the thing to teach this brat That Santa ain't no chump <laughs> So off they flew And before he knew Joe was in a sack He cried and yelled to Santa Claus Why don't we just go back And then came Christmas morning And much to Joe's surprise He saw a boy with the saddest face Tears were in his eyes So Joe was a lump there. And this is a different approach uh, that we've not really had on this album so far. It's a bit of a story, uh, and there's an animation in the video that goes along with this story. The story of obviously Joel, the lump of coal, be strange if it wasn't, uh, and was started out live, first appeared uh, on the Jimmy Kimmel show, uh, which he, he also had a hand in. Yes, Jimmy Kimmel appears as the role of Santa. I believe in this one. So a different person playing Santa in here. But I love the storytelling of this one. I love it's actually I don't want to get over dramatic, Will. I don't want to break down in the middle of a Christmas Eve episode. But the story of it is really nice. And in a nutshell, if you haven't had time to hear the whole song yet, this little boy is going to get a lump of coal for Christmas. And the lump of coal decides that he's going to sacrifice his life. And he tells the little boy to squeeze him tight and that he'll turn into a diamond. So... Quite heartbreaking, actually. Quite beautiful. 
And it does remind me a little bit of the Christmas stories that we see on adverts and TV over here, which, uh, you know, everyone's got their own opinions, but I think they've been a little bit overdone now. Yeah, do you know what? I I used to really look forward to Christmas adverts, and I still do a little bit, but I think it's only really in the last... It only feels to me like in the last decade where they've gone, you know, really... They've really become a, a significant part of Christmas with that, the John Lewis thing, more recently with the Aldi and the Kevin the Carrot thing. It just feels like we need a shake-up, but I don't know what that is, Will. I mean, I, this isn't a marketing strategy meeting, so I don't know why I'm getting so into it, but... No, we'll do, yeah. we'll do that after Christmas, actually. Um, take that offline. Take that offline. Uh, for me, you can't beat the snowman. The snowman advert? No, the classic it's... animated Christmas story with oh. music by the saintly voice, the young Alan Jones. Yes. Do you remember his fleet from earlier this year? Yes. <laughs> I'm laughing. In the air. I'm laughing because of that, because of it itself, but also because fleets used to be a thing, if you remember that. Oh, remember fleets. This time in a few years, we'll be looking back at Christmas 2021 and saying, what happened that year? And oh, fleets, do you remember them? This one will. So, this is another interesting one in the chronology of the killers. There was no Killers album. There's no work. There's no work for the Killers at this time, Will. They were really Oh, they should have got a job down Marks and Spencer's. They're always looking for casuals to work on the tills. I don't know why they didn't. I don't know why they didn't, actually. So this, the the previous track to this was Christmas in LA. The next single was the next Christmas song we're going to talk about. Um, But this one was produced by Ariel Rechtside. Rechtside. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry about that. My awful, awful, awful pronunciation. He has worked with the likes of Vampire Weekend and Madonna and Brandon Flowers as well. Who? (laughs) Never heard of him. (laughs) And? And Christmas number one in 2014, Will. The last X Factor Christmas number one to date. Do you remember it? I mean, like, could you guess it? No, I'd long lost interest. And I think most people had, actually. Ben Haynow was something I need... Number one watch thing on Christmas Day that year, The Queen. Oh, is that a sitcom or something? (laughs) Your brand new sitcom, yeah. And The Frozen Snow Globe was the must-have Christmas gift. Ah, Frozen, yeah. Oh, when are we going to do the Frozen soundtrack? When Hell Freezes Over. Oh, nice little tie-in there. Number 10 now, and Dan, this is something that you did that Christmas where you had that turkey vindaloo uh, and and then went straight out uh, into the snow. Dirt sledding. So pass the gravy and tap your toes. And don't mind old Jack Frost nipping at your nose. The third and final part so far, I should say, the last part so far of the trilogy with Ryan Pardy. This one also features the iconic actor Richard Dreyfus, who has appeared in the likes of Close Encounters of the Third Kind and American Graffiti. And Will, again, what a fun song. It is great. And again, you're lulled in before you get to this really bouncy sort of honky tonk. Uh, main body of the song and I didn't realise till I was um, researching that this is actually linked to previous songs as well I just said it's a third in a bloody trilogy Will <laughs> yeah but I'm just saying I didn't realise <laughs> oh sorry for breathing it's Christmas Eve come on now it's not EastEnders but if you were going to be an EastEnders character on Christmas Eve who would you be and why uh, I would be uh a classic character turning up at the Vic on Christmas Eve and causing a stir, like when Sharon turned up and said, hello, Peggy. That wasn't at Christmas, I know, but it was a great moment. It would have been better at Christmas. I'd be uh, Aunt Babe, I think. Yeah, a real meddler. Really, yeah. Sticking your oar in, trying to manipulate yeah. people. Just, yeah. it's it's you. Very me. I think they, they actually called me ahead of the character and Annette Barber I think the actress who plays her 
and spent some time with me to really get a feel for, <laughs> for, for being that manipulative. To really get inside you. Or vice versa. But yeah, I feel like the music of this one, it's got a real, once it kicks in, as you said, it takes a little while. It's almost a little bit kind of doo-wop. I almost think of like classic meatloaf Jim Steinman sort of tracks. Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. That thing, that thing, doo-wop. Oh yeah, love that song. Now, Dan, I'm just waiting for this now. Come on, you know what we want. You know what we want to hear. I know what you want. I'm going to give it to you, Will. So 2015, Christmas number one, Lewisham and Greenwich NHS Choir with A Bridge Over You. Number one on TV that year, Downton Abbey, which I do believe was the finale. And the must-have toy, oh yeah, definitely. Well, three actually, Will. They must have all sold the exact same number of units. Or else my statistics aren't correct. So it was either, or similar to that actually, the Barbie Saddle and Ride. (laughs) Or Pie Face. Did you have a cream pie on Christmas Day 2015, Will? I didn't have a cream pie, but uh, my dad did give mum a lovely pearl necklace. Oh, classic gift for Christmas. <laughs> or did you, the the third Christmas gift of that year, did you give your other half, because I know he'd like it, uh, a lightsaber? Oh, yeah, because Star Wars and all that business. Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Right, last one now. Lovely one to finish on. I'll be home for Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas. You can count on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree. I'll be home for Christmas there. Uh, a lovely Christmas piece of spoken word, a bit of a story there. And then a good old-fashioned sing-song at the end, which we were doing, Dan, but not to that song, I don't think. I think we started with that one, and then, as often happens when we get singing together, we managed to work in a little bit of getting away with it by electronic. <laughs> Real mashup, actually. And if that sounds strange and almost impossible to do... It is both of those things. It is, and it was. So, but yeah, this one. So this wasn't actually released as a single. This was the new track when the album was put together and Don't Waste Your Wishes was put together. I, I do love the fact that it features Ned Humphrey Hansen, who, as Brandon says during the spoken word section, was a teacher of his. But of, of all the tracks on the album, you know, it's not the one I'm going to go to to put on. On its own, I don't think. I think it's very quaint and twee, and it's a kind of nice slice into their, into his life or into someone's life. And I think it's a nice way to finish off the album. But yeah, it's not a go-to when you want to really get into the festive spirit, is it? No, and also it's not. You know, there's so many incredible versions of this song. Of course, it originates from back in World War Two. It was originally recorded by Bing Crosby. But since then, you've had the likes of Kelly Clarkson and Michael Bublé and uh, Seth MacFarlane and Camilla Cabello and everyone and their bloody mother covering it. So it's, you know, it's just got so many amazing versions of this song. Still, though, lovely sentiment. uh, Lovely to close things off. Yes, lovely sentiment. Blah, blah, blah. That's the end of Don't Waste Your Misses. Wishes. And Will, do you want one final run through of what was happening in Christmas? And this was five years ago, 2016. Oh, yes. And because it's only five years ago, I'll definitely be able to remember all of this. So Christmas number one, it was unexpected. It had been number one for weeks before. It was a dance track. Do you remember what it was? No. Clean Bandit featuring Sean Paul and Anne-Marie with Rockabye. Oh, yes. And then the most rated TV show of that year, Call the Midwife. Are you a fan? I am not, but I can imagine you watch it, Dan. 
do you know what? I don't. I love a bit of Downton, and uh, you know, I, I didn't watch the final, the finale that year because I hadn't. I watched it after that, but uh, yeah, love a bit of Downton, and the must-have Christmas toy. I was way beyond being out of the loop on this that by that point. Hatchimals. Hatchimals. No. Hatchimals. So. I imagine little animals that kids can. Um... Break out of an egg-shaped plastic thing. I I think I think they actually insert the egg into a special little unit so they can hatch it like an incubator or something like that. Oh, thank goodness! <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> Otherwise, Christmas gifts for kids to take a sinister new turn. I mean, nothing would surprise me anymore. And that's the trap by track range coming soon. <laughs> Christmas gifts for home with, bargains. Christmas gifts with a sinister twist. It's what they all want at Christmas. We're out, out of mold wine. Mold wine. So that's Christmas Eve for you. We're back tomorrow, though, for Christmas Day. Yes. So do let us know what you thought of Don't Waste Your Wishes. Do let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments on the Patreon post and on social media at Track by Track UK. I know it's Christmas Eve. I know you're probably doing your last minute bits and bobs, but we'd love to hear from you. If you're listening as ever at time of recording. And yes, do join us again tomorrow. I know it's busy. I know. Well, actually, no, because you've probably fallen out with your family by this point. So pop on a podcast and join us to go track by track through Girls Aloud Christmas bonus disc from Chemistry. So until next time. I've been Tony Hadley. Uh, and I've been having a real hoedown at the Cowboys Christmas Ball. Goodbye. And you once did take a hoe down to the worst Christmas ball, didn't you? Then you once choke on a cowboy's Christmas ball. (laughs) That's going to go from the beginning. That should be easy to edit. Ready? Three, two, one. So a great Hello. big sled there. Oh. <laughs> not, not, that, not that far back. <laughs>